Hello and welcome to Stay Awake Radio featuring Pastor Bill Henry. Bill is the senior pastor at Simple Faith Calvary Chapel in Vancouver. Now over the next hour, Pastor Bill is going to relate the Word of God to the events we see occurring around us today. There's a lot going on, as I'm sure you know, and Pastor Bill is going to look at the headlines from a biblical perspective. I want to remind you that Pastor Bill wants you to be involved by sending him any questions you'd like to have answered. Send your questions to info at stayawakeradio.org. And you can visit our website anytime at stayawakeradio.org. Now let's join Pastor Bill Henry for today's edition of Stay Awake Radio. Well, hello, and thanks for joining us today on Stay Awake Radio, uh, the show designed to talk about the things that are happening in the world around us as we try to stay awake, um, as Jesus commanded us in Matthew 24, 42, uh, in the days that we're living in today, to be look those who are looking uh, for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, even if he doesn't come for another thousand years, we are still told that it is the good servant who is continually looking for the return of his Lord. And again, not to freak us out, not to say, hey, go sell everything, uh, and give it to Simple Faith Ministries, and uh, no, go go dig a hole and bury yourself. No, you know what? It, what it should do is awaken us to be about our master's work. And that's what we're really seeking to help us when we're doing this kind of conversational show. And that's my heart, to be a pastor, to sit down here on the radio and kind of conversationally talk about things that are happening today, talking about what the Bible says, uh, and a lot of the issues that are in the church that I believe deal specifically with end times. Um, and today, I like to start off most times with a, a little a word from the Word of God. And it's interesting, and we're going verse by verse on Sunday mornings through a book of the Bible. We always do this uh, as a Calvary chapel. Um, and now we're going on Wednesday nights, we go chapter by chapter through the whole Bible. We're in uh, the book of Acts right now. Um, but on Sunday mornings, we're in the book of Revelation. And it's interesting because we've come to chapter 11. And the neat thing about chapter 11 is you have the two witnesses uh, and all the things that come with that, and very fantastical, if you will, fire coming forth from their mouth to kill their enemies, that God has given them this power, they can turn the waters of the earth to blood, they can shut up the heavens uh, from rain coming down, um, and they can you know, do all these pestilences upon the earth, uh, and uh, they died, they were killed by the beast that came up out of the abyss, and they were dead for three and a half days, and then the Lord God himself breathed life into them, uh, they rose from the dead, and they were, then they basically ascended into heaven, uh, were taken up into heaven, and there was <laughs> everybody in Jerusalem was freaking out. There was an earthquake, and 7,000 people will be killed, and yet it, it still says that they gave glory to God. Uh, it, it's a very interesting thing, and then it goes into the beginning um, of the uh, third woe, if you will, the seventh trumpet, and it's at the end chronologically, this is, even though it's the middle of the book of Revelation there in chapter 11, chronologically, this is at the end of the tribulation. Uh, and then you go into chapter 12, and you start talking about more fantastical things, right? The Antichrist, and uh, the dragons, and uh, the mark of the beast, and all those things that, that a lot of Christians like to focus on. And yet, here in chapter 11, we have this scene in heaven, and as you know, the angel sounds the seventh trumpet, uh, verse 15 goes on and says, And there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And then it goes on, the 24 elders, they're on their thrones surrounding the king, you know, the throne of God, and they fall down on their faces and they begin to worship God. God. And we're going to talk just a little bit about that uh, today, too. But think about this. All of a sudden, we're at the, towards the end of the tribulation. Um, there's still the seven, you know, the seventh trumpet, which contains the seven bold judgments that come in, in chapter 15. But they come in very quick succession, succession, excuse me. And they're one right after another. And so we're coming down to the end of the tribulation. Jesus Christ is about to come and rule and reign upon this world for a thousand years. 
Now, what's interesting, as you think about it, the earth has had 6,000 years of the reign of man and really the false god of Satan even ruling upon the earth, um, as Adam and Eve handed that over to him in the garden when uh, they gave possession as they submitted to him and what he said instead of what God said. Uh, And so, you know, Satan became the false god of this world. But then you had all through the ages, for the last 6,000 years, all the different forms of government um, that uh, man could think of, everything from kings and queens, and uh, you've had communism, socialism, fascism, and uh, you've had democracies. And again, remember, democracy is different than a constitutional republic. And then you have a constitutional republic, like what the United States of America is. And I believe that if you look at all the different forms of government, the freest for the people is is, is hands down, you cannot debate this, is the constitutional republic. Um, and it gives the most freedoms to the people. The power is not in the government. The government all, when uh, the government employees, when they're sworn in, they they first swear to uphold the Constitution of the United States, not to uphold whoever's president, not to uphold whoever's governor, um, or whoever's mayor. Even it's to uphold who's the pre- you know excuse me the Constitution. So we are a constitutional republic. We have some dem- democratic things, uh, you know, thrown in there. We we still elect our leaders and different things, but it's different than a democracy. Anyway, they all failed. Even before us today, we see our constitutional republic failing. So after 6,000 years, mankind has not been able to come up with a way to govern ourselves in a way that is fair and that is righteous and just. And why is that, by the way? There's only one one answer. Ready? Look in the mirror. (laughs) If we look in the mirror, we will see that we're all sinners and that once we get involved, even as Christians, guys and gals, and and, and prayerfully, and, and actually, obviously, so not as bad as those who aren't Christians, but we're still all sinners. And so we're all going to do things that we shouldn't do. And again, it should be far different from the Christian and the non-Christian. Um, but again, uh, when, when human beings get involved, so comes sin, so comes uh, you know all of our frailties as well and our weaknesses along with our sins. And so we fail at government. And What's beautiful to see here, though, is heaven is rejoicing here in chapter 11 of Revelation that now the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. So all of a sudden, finally, after 6,000 years of history, uh, we're going to see Jesus Christ come and rule and reign like it was supposed to be. Um, and, and and in righteousness. And so for a thousand years, we will have peace upon this earth. We're told uh, there uh, in Isaiah, uh, Jeremiah, it's just so beautiful to see the different pictures that uh, your children will be able to play with snakes and pick up a rattlesnake and rattle its thing. The snake won't bite them. Uh, you know, wolves will, will lie down with lambs and different things. It's just, it's a beautiful picture that is coming, and and even heaven is rejoicing again. The 24 elders, in response, they cry out in praise to God. They fall down on their faces. And I'll be honest with you, I was telling our folks at church on Sunday, this is what we should be excited about. A lot of people, okay, wow, we're in the book of Revelation. I can't wait to get, you know, to chapters 12 and 13 and maybe a little bit of 14. But, man, tell me about the Antichrist. Tell me about the mark of the beast. Tell me about... And I'm just like, hey, these, those things are just superfluous. Those things are just on the side. Those are nothing. Jesus is the main picture, and we need to remember this. Remember even the book of Revelation. It's not the book of Revelation of the Antichrist or of, of even end-time events, which it contains both. No, this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's not the revelation of the Apostle John, like some of your Bibles even say. All you have to do is read uh, verse 1 of chapter 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And, and what a glorious thing that is. And here in chapter 11, it's brought back to Jesus. It's not just about um, you know the tribulation that's happening and how horrific that is and how wonderful at the same time with, with countless people coming to faith in Jesus Christ during that time. But it's, it's mainly, it's all about Jesus. It's about giving him glory. It's about him. Uh, and so he's going to be ruling and reigning upon the earth. And one last thing here, verse 15 of chapter 11. Notice again, it says, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Now, on Sunday, 
I did something I normally don't do, uh, hardly ever do, except for Christmas. We do it on purpose on Christmas, but we showed a video, uh, and it was a video uh, of a fellow's music, and the fellow's name, you may have heard of him, his name is George Friedrich Handel, and he composed Messiah. Uh, basically, it's called an oratorio, and it traces the story of Jesus Christ. He wrote this in 1741, and so he came after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, he wrote a song about that he, in, during, in this oratorio. It's called the Hallelujah Chorus. And you've probably heard of it, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, we played that during uh, the study because this is where he got the words from, was from Revelation chapter 11, verse 15. Uh, You know, I'm just going to read some of the words because you may not know that there's more than just hallelujah there. Uh, You know, I had some of the younger folks at our church say, I didn't even know that was like a Christian song. I thought it was just something they made up for, you know, different times in movies or television shows. And it's like, no, no. Uh, this was written by a Christian man and, and about the, the, the life of Christ. Um, but it goes, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Uh, For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Hallelujah, Alleluia. And it goes on to say, you know, if, if you've ever heard it, and maybe go listen to it. For the Lord God, and it says this over and over, omnipotent reigneth. And I love this because it's so beautiful. And it goes on to say, the kingdom of this world is become the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's just beautiful. And I'm like, and I was telling our people, this is what we should be focused on. For, you know, the Antichrist, yes, we're going to study about him. Mark of the Beast, yes, we're going to study about him. And those are things we should know. But those are not the main thing. Those are the little things on the side. The main thing is Jesus Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. And even now, just preaching it again, I get excited because it helps us get a focus on the in, in these dark times that Jesus Christ, he is coming to rule and reigneth upon the earth for a thousand years. And then the old, there'll be a new heavens and a new earth. Behold, all things have become new. And he will then dwell with his people. He will be a God, the Father, God, the Son. They will dwell with their his people upon the earth uh, in the New Jerusalem, uh, it's just so beautiful, and it just what certain hope that we have as Christians, and to remember this, even in the times as they're getting darker, and they are getting darker, and we're going to talk about some of that news today, but again, I just wanted to start by just reminding us again who we are and whose we are in Jesus Christ, and it's something that we need to stay focused on, keep our minds and hearts set upon Uh, That he is going to come, he is going to reign forever and ever. He is the King of kings. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord of lords forever and ever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And he shall reign forever and ever. And it ends with one great hallelujah. It's just beautiful. And maybe look it up on YouTube today or on you know, iTunes music or something, uh, you don't want to do the Mormon Tabernacle Choir version, do another one so it's actually Christians singing about Christians. Mormons aren't Christians, just so you know, it's a cult. Mormonism is a cult. Um, and so that's a different subject for a different day. But the one we played was from, I think, the London Philharmonic, and it was just beautiful. But just to remind us that Jesus Christ is on the throne even now, and he's allowing these things to happen for a reason. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of the reason he's allowing these things to happen is, you know, this is the time of the rule of the Gentiles, if you will, what the Bible talks about. And he's bringing many to faith in his son, Jesus Christ. There will come that time uh, when that last uh, person will come uh, to Jesus. That last person will believe in Jesus Christ, be born again of the Holy Spirit of God. And then it'll, it's that time when, when God, the Father, has ordained. Uh, he will send his son to get his church and we will be raptured. Uh, and we will be with the Lord for at least seven years. Uh, you know, this will happen before the tribulation. And, and will that kick off the tribulation? Probably not exactly at that moment, but it'll lead up within days or weeks or months, I believe, not not any longer than that, into the great tribulation, uh, or the tribulation, great tribulation, the seven years. Uh, and then at the end of the seven years, um, Jesus will return. Uh, Satan will be bound for a thousand years, we're told. And um, he will rule upon the earth for a thousand years. Satan will be released. Uh, There'll be a big, not even a big, there'll be a whole bunch of people from all over the world 
Uh, I think it says something like the, the the many is the sands of the sea. That's how many will still rebel against God. Think about that. After a thousand years of peace and, and, and a reign of Christ upon the earth, people will still rebel because people still hate God. Even during that time, they will. And uh, But it's not going to be any great battle of Armageddon. It's going to be just, it, like in the Bible, it's not even a whole verse. It's just they, they were, and then, boop, they're gone. And God continues to run on because he's Lord and God. It's over. It's done. Uh, and then he creates a new heavens, a new earth. Uh, the old things have passed away. Uh, it's just a beautiful picture. And we need to keep our eyes on that. Even we're talking about uh, end time stuff, maybe even <laughs> more importantly, when we are talking about end time stuff, to keep our eyes upon the Lord continually. Uh, so then we don't get overwhelmed. Man, and it's overwhelming. Here's the story. I'll, I'll just kind of go into the news. We'll segue uh, that way into the news of the day. Uh, here's the story. And again, I'm trying to kind of cover from the last week. So, you know, if some of it sounds a little, you know, a, f- a few days more than that older. That's why. Um, here's the world leaders gather over chilling disease X threat amid fears. Mystery outbreak could kill 20 times more than COVID. The U.S. Sun reporting. So now this is the new thing on, on the horizon. And if you, I remember back in the late 90s, even golly, I think it was in the 80s, there was the swine flu and the bird flu and the uh, Chinese bird flu and all these different things, right? And um, you even watch some old television shows and they'll make references to these different things. And and finally, when, when they hit, uh, you know, COVID uh, and COVID-19 and um, that, you know, that was a weaponized um, uh, illness, if you will, that escaped from the lab there in Wuhan, China. And uh, whether it was purposeful or accidental, that's the part we, we don't know. Uh, but it was from the lab there. It was a, a biological weapon that they were working on. So now there's a disease X. And I read another story about how China has created uh, another COVID type or a variant of COVID, excuse me, that kills 100% of the mice that were infected from it. So, you know, nobody's asking the question, though, why is China still working on a virus that can kill 100% of the people that get it? And remember, this is what they call gain of function. They're trying to make them worse and worse. And we know it's for biological warfare. I'm not stupid. We're not naive. But it's just after we saw what happened, you'd think that some people in this world would say, oh, man, let's not do that. And then again, a lot of it was lied about, so we don't know exactly what happened as far as death counts and all that stuff. And again, I'm not a conspiracy guy. If you're thinking that, this is not conspiracy. This is fact and even firsthand knowledge that I have. Um, So anyway, uh, why even do that? Unless they're trying to do something to where they can start. And I think they're doing this. I think this is what science is, is leading them to is where they can take DNA and they can now spot certain things within, you know, different races. And all of a sudden, well, if we want to get rid of all of this race, which are mostly in these countries, then we can do that. And all of a sudden, guess what? We had just had a war without really having a war. <laughs> all these people got sick by this thing. Now we can take over. Uh, and sadly, there are still people just like Chairman Mao out there. There are still people out there just like Adolf Hitler uh, or Stalin. Go down the list. There are still people out there uh, that want to rule the world. Uh, and we see that, and that's kind of where this story comes out of world leaders, uh, you know. And, and so as they're gathering, oh, well, there's another, now there's a disease X threat. And so what does that do? It gives them cause to try to seize more power, uh, to try to scare people. And a lot of people are very easily scared today. And it's pretty wicked, honestly, what they're uh, trying to do with this stuff. Here's another story. Uh, this is by CBN. Uh, it says, Hezbollah Israel cross attack as IDF prepares for potential Lebanon invasion. So even in the midst of the battle right now that's happening uh, there in the Gaza Strip, uh, and uh, it's it's just terrible. Uh, the whole thing is terrible, and, and it's all it, just, it's interesting. I want to take a sidestep real quick, because I've had some younger people especially, um, and some old, uh, but mostly younger. And when I say younger, 20 to 30s, you know, they, they're saying, Pastor Bill, you're talking too much about politics. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I hardly ever talk about politics. And and I don't mind talking about politics from the pulpit. There's no law that says I can't. And by the way, even if there was, I would ignore it because there's 
<laughs> the gospel covers all areas of life. Let me just put that out there. It doesn't stop. Well, this is political. You can't talk about it. No, no, no. John the Baptist, he didn't care about political correctness or anything when he was calling out Herod uh, sleeping uh, with, uh, you know, and he was the governor at the time. He was over that area. So he's talking about that that person in power was wrong living in adultery with his wife's or his brother's wife. Uh, so he called that out publicly. So again, they would say, some people say, well, that's a political issue. No, that's a moral issue. And if that's what's happening today, right? These moral issues, these biblical issues, they go into politics and everybody says, oh, well, it's political now, so you can't talk about it. No, no, no. If God talks about it, I'm going to talk about it. And that's honestly what every pastor should be saying. And it's like, well, I'm keeping politics out of the pulpits. There's some, you know, people in quote-unquote conservative corners and, oh, we don't talk about politics. Hey, I'll, 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 I go the other way. I talk about everything. And I try to do my best to put it in the light of the Scriptures. And that's what a pastor's supposed to do, by the way. We equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Uh, we teach God, people God's Word and how it can affect every area of our life, not just certain areas. Well, we have the area over here that's religious, and you can talk about that, but don't talk about the political. Don't talk about the personal. Don't know. God's Word, when we are Christians, it affects every area of our life, from the quote-unquote political to the private. So anyway, here we have not just Israel, because uh, again, they were saying, these younger people, that because I'm talking about Israel, that I'm talking about politics. And today, and by the way, that's a total lie. Now, are there political things involving Israel? Of course. But when we talk about Israel today, especially in the context of, of God's Word in the Bible, God is not done with Israel. God is not done. We have not replaced the nation of Israel. Um, and the church has not replaced the nation of Israel. The Bible very clearly states, uh, and so clearly in Romans chapter 11, that we, the church, have been grafted in, and it says it like, I think, four or five times. We have been grafted into the branch of Israel, who is then part of the vine of Jesus Christ. And it's an honor for us, by the way, to have been grafted in. And that is the great mystery that Paul talks about in Ephesians, that he reveals that we, the Gentiles, have now are now partakers of, of as well as the nation of Israel. And so, again, to this whole thing with replacement um, theology, I, I really think it's completely of the devil. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be whatever. But because I almost, every person I meet, for almost every time when somebody believes in replacement theology and they say that they're a Christian— they hate Israel, and they spew forth these lies. I had somebody that was talking just the other day, and they're saying, well, you know, that Israel is, they hate Christians. They're still trying to kill Christians today, uh, Israelis and Jews, and Jews are trying to, to rule the world. There was no Holocaust. And, and then they went on to also, I found out they believe in a flat earth. So look, here's the thing. If, to deny the Holocaust, you have to seriously be an imbecile. And I mean that in the, in the, in the just like not as an attack. I just mean that in reality. If you do not believe that there was a Holocaust, then I would say it's one of two things. Either you're completely imbecilic or you've been completely deceived by doctrines of demons. Because look, there are, you can go and look, you can visit the places where they killed all these Jews in Germany and other places. You can go and watch videos of, of that day. You can done by Americans, by the way, who didn't like the Jews at that time. They just put that out there. Um, you can look at pictures. You can do that. You can also there's still over two hundred thousand Jews alive that were um, part of that whole Holocaust. So again, to say that it didn't happen is is just pure idiocy. It's it's idiocy or evil, either or both. So we have to be careful. God is not done with the nation of Israel yet. That's just the bottom line. They will look upon whom, him whom they have pierced, and they will weep as one weeps for an only son. That has not happened yet. That did not happen in AD 70. Jesus said before he went into Jerusalem, man, whoa, you know, whoa, Jerusalem, you who killed the prophets, and you wept over them. And he said, you know, basically, you will not, I will not see you again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That has not happened yet. That did not happen in AD 70, as, you know, some preterists will say. 
So again, this has not happened. The church has not replaced Israel. And so again, here in our story, Israel is now looking at maybe being attacked from the north uh, there in Lebanon. We, we don't know. We'll see what happens. Here's another story. Uh, the Israeli files kind of talking about the same thing. Uh, during the attack on October 7th on Israel, uh, we, we find, uh, here's a story. It says, here's the headline, Palestinians decapitated Israeli soldier Adir Tahar on October 7th. They then tried to sell his head in Gaza uh, for $10,000. Uh, so Sergeant Adir Tahar was murdered by Hamas during that wicked attack. And it's just so wicked. And then they went into the Gaza Strip, took his head, and were trying to sell it for $10,000. These are stories, by the way, that are the truth. I, uh, the, um, I've never had any of these sources ever come back and say this was a, a false story. So I'm very confident in the stories that, that I you know pull up and I, I say on here. I've only had to one time retract a story that wasn't regarding Israel. It was something else um, just a month or two ago. It was a misinterpretation by me, actually. So again, these stories are true. You can go out and watch. Uh, you know, when you see all, all these people from Hamas, you know, after Hamas happened by or after October seventh happened, and you had all these people coming out. They did not take hostages. They did not take hostages. They didn't do this. Well, then you have Hamas leaders coming out. You know, a few weeks later, saying, "Hey, we'll trade some of the hostages that we took." So where are all the people that said, "No, there weren't any hostages." Oh, well, wait a minute. Hamas themselves says they have hostages. And then, you know, again, those same people, well, they never killed all these Israelis, these innocent, you know, babies. And it's like, and then you have, again, leaders of Hamas coming out and saying that, you know, when this is all done, we're going to do it again and we're going to do it again and again. They don't deny it. Now, the other side of the coin is last week they came out and denied they did anything. Well, you just have to go back and look up the tapes of them on CNN and other places. Yeah, we did this and we're going to do it again and again because we don't want them here, right, from the river to the sea. It's just wickedness and it's deception, and so I'm going to keep reporting on this stuff, and we're going to keep telling the truth. How about this? Liz Cheney received standing ovation at Atlanta's Ebenezer Baptist Church as she warns of dire threat from Trump. Now, I have other stories from the week before that, if you remember Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And again, this was on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, the, Joe Biden spoke in a liberal church. Uh, Kamala Harris spoke at a liberal church. And then also Liz Cheney, who's supposed to be a Republican, uh, spoke at a liberal church. And yet you have all the conservatives out here saying, and, and the churches themselves too, well, we, we're not allowed to do that. And there's these laws out there. We could lose our 501c3. Who cares, first of all? If you're giving so that you can get money, you know, well, I can take money off my taxes then to be honest with you as a church, I'll, I'll tell you flat out, we don't want your money because we're not about the money. I don't. And, and if you're giving because you can get this deduction from the IRS. Now, I'm not saying don't be wise as a serpent because we are told to do that. And that can be that. But if that's the main reason we're giving, then I'd say don't give. Because I don't care if we, we lose a 501c3 or this and that because we're not under the government. The Constitution is, again, we're under the Constitution because we're a constitutional republic. And the Constitution, our Constitution, right there, uh, you know, uh, we're told there shall be no restrictions, no anything by the government um, on the church, you know, on people of faith. Uh, and so we have a practice, of, a freedom of religion here. It's not a freedom of government's. It's not even a freedom of government from religion. It's a freedom of religion from the government. And even though it's been twisted and lied about all these years. So Liz Cheney gets up. By the way, if this were true, how could Liz Cheney, President Biden, Vice Kamala Harris, or Vice President Harris, how could they get up in these churches? And they're not all losing their 501c3s or their whatever. Um, and by the way, as a church, you don't have to have a 501c3, just so just to put that out there legally. Um but it's just crazy. So if you lose it, you lose it. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Um, but my point is they're doing exactly what they're saying that we're not supposed to do. So they don't care. That's what I'm saying. They don't care. So this is partly lawlessness. This is deception uh, that Jesus said would be ruling in the last days. It's crazy. Now, here's an interesting story. 
Uh, we've been talking a lot about artificial intelligence. Uh, there's a magazine, basically a science magazine. And when I say magazine today, I really mean online magazine. Um, it's called The Byte, B-Y-T-E. Um, and it literally, it, the headline says, scientists train AI, artificial intelligence, to be evil and find they can't reverse it. So they could teach this artificial intelligence, very interesting story, uh, how to be evil. In other, how, in other words, they could teach it how to cheat. Uh, they could teach it how to go around the rules. <laughs> but when they tried to teach it again not to do those things, guess what? It still cheated. It still went around the rules. And so here's the thing. I, there's another story I just read today. I don't know if we're going to get to it because it's towards the end, but um, of how some uh, states are trying to use artificial intelligence to hold, to basically sift through um, and tell people what stories are true and what stories aren't true, right? The whole fact-checking thing. But it, those AIs are only as good as how they've been programmed, Remember, guys and gals, an AI isn't something that just happened. An AI, artificial intelligence, is something that is being programmed and reprogrammed and reprogrammed. And they try to program it basically through their programming. They're trying to reach that place where the programming can basically program itself and learn in that way. And that's what they're trying to get to. Uh, and they say they've gotten there and have they, who knows, maybe they truly have, maybe. But, but again, most of it, either way, it's just like somebody growing up. If I've grown up in a, a good Christian moral home, then my computerized brain, if you will, is, 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 is programmed at least with good Christian moral stuff. So I'm most likely not going to depart from those things that I've been trained in, right? But if you also, the opposite is true too. If you're in a bad home, uh, you know, and it's, a, you know, parents are, are immoral and uh, doing all kinds of sinful stuff in front of you and to you, you're likely to grow up and what? Be immoral. If you grow up in a Christian home, you're likely likely to grow up and be a Christian and moral, again, if it was real. And again, there is a difference between morality and being born again. I like to always put that out there. But here's the point. If you're a scientist, and notice they call it train AI, what they really what it really is is programming AI. So if you're a scientist and you're programming the these AI, guess what? You are programming the moralities into that AI system. You are programming in your mind what is right and what is wrong. So in other words, when they're trying to look and see what's false information or what's true, guess what? They're going to go with however they've been programmed. So again, if this was programmed by somebody on the right, it would it would have far different values, right, than somebody on the left would program it. So again, it's just uh, pretty crazy uh, what's happening even with AI as they see, well, hey, we programmed it to be bad, and then we tried to take away that programming, but it was going around <laughs> that programming. Sounds just like they're creators, human beings, and right? What did Jesus say? Kind of train them to be twice the devil uh, that their masters were. Uh, you know, it's interesting. You may have heard the Economic Forum is now meeting. Uh, they have been, the World Economic Forum have been meeting this last week. Uh, and it's interesting. Uh, Argentina's Javier Mali just stopped, the, the headline says, by the World uh, Economic Forum to take the chainsaw to everything they believe. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. Uh, it goes on to say the story, uh, he, and this is quoting him in Davos, Collectivist extremists are never the solution to the problems that afflict the citizens of the world. Rather, they are the root cause. So he goes in there and he just goes after basically the socialism, the communism, the Marxism, the people are the, the, those in a, I should say those in a power around the world are trying to instill in all the countries. Uh, and he just stood up and said, no, this is wickedness. This is wrong. This is the problem. Uh, and so, again, it's just pretty crazy uh, what's happening out there. Uh, here's an interesting thing. that in NBC News reporting, and I read through this whole story, very interesting. It says this. Headline says, U.S. declares Houthi rebel group a terrorist organization. Uh, and so here you have this Houthi group uh, that basically are uh, in Yemen. And they were, by the Trump administration, by the way, had been declared a rebel, a terrorist group. Uh, then when Biden came into office, he declared they're not a terrorist group. 
And now they're dec declaring them that they were a terrorist group again. Now, what I found interesting, and this is why I put this article under deception to a point too, is that this whole article by NBC News never once said that this they had been declared a terrorist organization by the Trump administration. So again, we're seeing all these different things. We're seeing false people uh, coming in the name of Jesus Christ. There's another NBC News story. Here's the headline. Doomsday cult leader in Kenya charged in murders of nearly 200 children. Uh, and so uh, Paul McKenzie uh, of, and 30 of his followers were presented in Kenyan court on the coastal town of Malindi on Wednesday to face charges of murdering 191 children. Uh, and basically they say they're re waiting for the return of Christ, and these are Africans that did this, uh, committed this uh, atrocious act as well. So it doesn't matter. There's been men and women of all colors, all creeds, that had come as false Christs. They basically told their followers they needed to starve themselves to death and usher in the return of Jesus Christ. Uh, and again, we cannot usher in the return of Jesus. There is a big movement out there today. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of the, the secular people who call the Christian nationalist movement, because uh, there are those who believe uh, kind of an all-millennialist part of their view is that um, they are going to, if we can get into every government in the world, we can usher in the return of Jesus Christ. There doesn't say that anywhere within the Bible, by the way. Nowhere in the scriptures does it come close. It, it says the opposite. Even Jesus doesn't know the day or the hour. Only the Father knows. And again, we can't usher. We're, we're, we are his people. He is not our uh, God in the way that we can tell him to do anything or usher in anything. We are saved by grace. We are kept by grace. And in our best day, we can't usher in. Uh, these things. And it's so wicked that so many people believe these things. And I'm talking some mainline, quote-unquote, Protestants today are pushing some of this junk, too. I just, uh, it really bothers me because it's so wicked what it can lead to. And again, it's just unbiblical. I wish these people there in Kenya, you know, if, if they didn't have Bibles to read, if they did, I wish they would have read them. And, and maybe that's another, you know, thing for us to get more Bibles out to people and, and get them to read them. Look, read your Bible. Don't believe this guy right now, Pastor Bill Henry, on the radio or any other guy. Maybe there's other people or gal that they sound so slick on the radio. You see them on television, man, they make me feel so good. And they're, they're just so wonderful. They're so, so articulate. Pastor Bill, you're not very articulate, but man, these people are, they're just greater. Maybe you are just the most wonderful guy in the world, Pastor Bill. It doesn't matter. Be a Berean with the Bible in the book of Acts. We read about the church in Berea. There wasn't a church yet, but the Bereans, when they heard what Paul the Apostle was teaching from the Bible, they went every night after they heard him preach, and they went to the Word of God to see if what he said was so. Guys and gals, today, uh, the first thing that Jesus warned about when he's talking about the last days was false prophets. Uh, Paul warned of false prophets. Peter, John, all warned of false prophets that would come. Even more so than normal, by the way, in the last days. We need to be men and women of the Word of God. And, I, and I'm telling you what, everything I say, anybody else says, uh, hold it up to the Word of God. Here's another story, the U.S. Sun reporting, NATO calls up the biggest global force in decades with 90,000 troops to begin steadfast def defender World War III drills in days. Uh, so this was a couple days ago. And so, again, NATO's calling up. We're taking more and more steps towards World War III, if, if you haven't seen that. And again, is this just to bring fear? It sure could be. Uh, is this just to bring, uh, you know, confusion in the world and power to the, to the more power to the powerful? It sure could be. Um, you know, uh, here's another story, The Messenger. Uh, NATO warns of, quote, all-out war with Russia. Uh, and so, you know, we, we see these things, and Jesus spoke of wars uh, and rumors of wars. And so in the midst of all this, here's another story by CBN. Headline reads, World Watch Report, Alarming Global Rise in Violent Acts Against Christians. Now, here in the United States, in the last two months uh, since the Hamas attack on Israel, um, anti-Semitic attacks here in the United States have gone up over 324%. Uh, 
uh, and against Israelis, against Jews here in the United States alone. And by the way, this is around the world. It's happening in Australia. It's happening in Italy. It's happening in Russia. It's happening everywhere. Uh, People's anti-Semitic hatred is coming out like never before. But we need to still remember that Christians are still the number one persecuted group in the world. Number one. And by the way, the number one persecutors of Christians, it's not Jews. It's not whatever. It's, it's, it's Islam. It's those who practice Islam. And so, again, we, we see these news stories come out, and we need uh, you know, to, to be careful and to understand. Um, I like what Charles Spurgeon said. There's a little thing here I have. It says, if you wish to know God, you must know his word. And amen to that. God has revealed himself in these last days there in Hebrews chapter 1 through his son, Jesus Christ, and I'm paraphrasing. Um, and, and, and Jesus Christ is the word. Uh, the word become flesh and dwelt among us. So to know God more, it's not just about sitting and staring at your belly button. It's not just about looking out into the, going into the woods. Oh, I love God and I love Jesus this way. And I'm talking about people who profess to be Christians. No, to know God deeper, you must know his word because that is how he has spoken to us. These 66 books that we call the Bible, that is how God has spoken to us in these last days. Uh, Here's another story, New York Post reporting. U.S. travelers outraged by signs at airports appearing to allow migrants onto flights without ID. And it it is so. I'm looking at a little picture here of a sign that the TSA has. Uh, Basically, uh, it says TSA is partnering with for non-U.S. citizen documents validation. Uh, And so basically it says, number one, notify the TSA officer that you're a migrant. So really what it means is you're an illegal alien. Number two, the TSA officer will take a photo, but this is optional. Number three, if requested, provide your alien identification number uh, or a biographic information. Um, And then number four, follow officer instructions. So is there filing across the United States and President Biden uh, has told them, hey, just give them a number that they can come back in six or months or a year and go to court, And uh, but we'll let them in for now. Uh, just show that number, and you can travel on any plane anywhere. I, you can't make this up. You and I have to start getting these extra, uh, I forget what they're called, these IDs. There's not just an ID. It has, it's almost like a passport now to travel in the United States by this year, 2024, but if you're an illegal alien, that eh, doesn't matter. Just tell us your number, and it doesn't. We don't even care if you have something with a picture on it. This is wickedness. It's deception, and and as you know, there's a whole lot more uh, happening there uh, as well. Uh, here's another story by uh, it's CBS News KPER, um, and it's uh, it says here's the headline: Washington State saw 145 percent jump in gender dysphoria diagnoses. From 2018 to 2022, report shows. Now, I'll bet even if it's today, I'll bet last year, I'll bet it went up even more. Um, So here's the thing. If this was scientific, in other words, if there was a certain amount of people born every year with gender dysphoria, and they're saying, I'm a gal even though I'm in a guy's body, or I'm a guy even though I'm in a girl's body, whatever it is. But here's the thing. That wouldn't change. That doesn't change because, again, they would say it's, physiological. It's something that just happens with science, but it's not scientific. This is something that is being taught to our kids. So of course, we're going to see a 145% jump in gender dysphoria because they're teaching it now in the schools. They're promoting it in cartoons on television. They're putting it forth in by, by all of these famous people and educators. Uh, here's a story on the same vein, New York Post. Trans golfer Haley Davidson wins women's tournament, uh, increasing chances to go to the LPGA. Uh, This is wickedness. This is not a girl. This is a guy dressing up like a girl, uh, putting himself a girl name. He is not a woman. uh, And yet the whole world, it's again, the emperor has no clothes on. And And so many people, it's so sad just to stand up and say, no, you're not a they, them. Uh, there was somebody the other day, well, just call me they, them. Look, they, them, uh, and again, this is just one example. They, them, um, instead of he, he or she, right? They, them is plural. 
You're not plural, whether you like it or not. None of us are plural. I'm a singular. And again, just coming down to basic English. And then let's go to the science. Just because I decide I want to be a woman and I, there's something wrong with my mind, I look in the, the mirror and I'm deceived, something, you know, and says, I, I see a woman, I don't see a guy, uh, that doesn't make me a woman. And so, again, it's, it's wickedness. By the way, it, is, it does go against the word of God. Um, and for, for the world to be putting this forth, of, of course it's going to cause uh, confusion in our kids. Uh, they they want to be cool. They don't want to be part of, you know, the whole everything. <sighs> so anyway, so many different stories. Uh, here's another story from the U.S. Sun. Chilling map reveals fifth of the planet, now too dangerous to visit with 66 des destinations blacklisted among World War III threat. Uh, so they're basically these no-go zones, don't visit. Number one is Afghanistan. Like anybody had to tell you, don't visit Afghanistan. <laughs> North Korea is on the list. Sudan, they're even saying don't go to Russia, excuse me, um, Chad, um, Libya, etc. A lot of these places that we know about. Uh, so again, as, as lawlessness is increasing around the world, and by the way, this is being put forth by those on the left, um, and it's 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 pretty incredible. Uh, the left they put forth these policies. Let's defund the police, and suddenly there's there's hardly any police officers. And then the police officers that are there, uh, like I'm just giving you Washington State for example, up in in uh, Tacoma. Um, and then they make these new laws. Oh, you can't pursue, you can't arrest them unless you've seen it. It uh, doesn't matter what witnesses say, et cetera, et cetera. You start to more tie in, tie the hands of the law enforcement officers. Then. You start to go after the average citizen who has the gall to actually defend themselves. How dare you defend the, yourself against, you should just let them rob you and take your stuff. It's insured after all. Most things aren't insured, by the way. They, these are total lies. They go in and rob all these stores. Well, you guys have insurance. No, it doesn't cover all you guys, what you're doing. Or I don't have the deductible. Do you have the deductible that you... Like there's something... Well, it's okay because, uh, you know, um, it's insured. No, it's not okay. I have life insurance, so that makes it okay to kill me then? I mean, sincerely. But they don't care because why? They're bringing in lawlessness. Why? Because the left loves lawlessness because while we're trying to survive, quote-unquote, on the street every day, they're up in Washington or wherever they're at, and they're doing more laws just to create more diversion so that gives them more power. Uh, and again, this Jesus said that lawlessness would increase. It will be as it was in the days of Lot, as it was in the days of Noah. Uh, and even, I just want to close as we're getting, you know, we're coming towards the end of the program today. Um, a lot of stories pertaining to, to President Trump and his running. I'll be honest with you, um, Ron DeSantis dropped out of the race uh, just a couple days ago, a few days ago. Um, I honestly was kind of, I was bummed personally, but, uh, you know, it's like, hey, I, I always vote for the, sadly, it's the lesser of two evils today. Um, so President Trump will probably get my vote against anybody else because uh, just we'll go further into that probably at another time. Um, but again, and again, we're talking biblical issues here. And, and does Trump have his own issues? Of course he does. Everyone does, by the way. If we put Franklin Graham uh, or let's say Billy Graham was still alive, there's things, you know, that, again, because, again, he's a human being. But my point is this, so many of the stories I've been reading are just flat out lies. And I'm talking by big news agencies, flat out lies that are saying, and again, I'm not a huge Trump fan just to put it out there. I'm not trying to be whatever. I know that a lot of people on the right aren't going to like me saying that. I, I don't care, honestly. I'm not trying to be mean, but I just, I've never been a Trump fan. I, I'm very thankful for a lot of the things he did while he was in office. And I think in, in certain ways, he was one of the best presidents, but he also continued to put forth a homosexual agenda. Uh, so again, that's something right there that they lie about. Uh, they say, oh, he's anti-homosexual. He, he appointed the first um, ambassador that was gay, openly gay, uh, to go out and, and, and represent the United States. He did a lot of things for the homosexual community. He's not for the, the trans community, from what I understand, but my point is this. Look, there's a lot of things I disagree with President Trump on. Um, I disagree with a lot more with President Biden, to be honest with you, or Clinton or whoever else you put up. A lot more I disagree with. But here's the thing. I don't like when they start to lie. And they're lying and saying, oh, well, President Trump said that when he comes into office, he's just going to take over. Um, no, he said he's going to do two uh, orders. 
Um, and just to reverse the two, two of the orders that President Biden de- declared his first day, he's going to reverse him on the border, and he's going to reverse him on the oil. He's going to turn the oil back on. So that's not becoming a dictator. But that's what, I mean, literally headlines will say. Oh, President Trump said he's going to be a dictator. And all these different lies, just like they lied about him when he was in office. That's So all I'm saying is no matter how, how you feel about anyone anymore, just please do your research. Go read what they said themselves. Or, and most times you can even go listen to what they said and then make up your own mind. A lot of the lies I said like about um, Trump before were all just lies. And so... Here's the thing. Am I getting political now? No, this again is about morality. This is about what is true, what is false. And as Christians, if we don't stand up for what is true, what is right, if we, we're not lovers of the truth. Jesus Christ is the truth. And so we need to stand up no matter what. If they're lying about Biden, let, let's call out the lies on Biden. I, let's not play the games and let's be those men and women who love God, love his word, are going to go forth in the truth and be not afraid. Don't be afraid to stand up and say, hey, I'm exercising my American, my rights as an American citizen. And you know what? I'm going to stand up for what is true. But even going deeper, how about we just stand up whatever world we're in, whether we're in school or at home, whether we're at work or in our marriage or whether we're single. Let's just start walking more and more with Jesus Christ. Remember at the beginning of the program, Jesus is on the throne. He's coming to rule and to reign upon this earth. And guess what? He's not abdicating his throne. And he's told us how he wants us to live and how he wants us to walk. And I pray that as we're closing, uh, that even as we look at all these different things happening, uh, we would go to him who has our front, our back, uh, our insides, he who is our God, and that nothing can can separate us from his love. And that is our Lord Jesus Christ. May he bless you. May he keep you. Make his face shine upon you. And as we like to say, a Lord willing, man, we're going to see you here, there, or in the air. God bless you. This has been Stay Awake Radio, and we thank you for joining us for today's broadcast. This program is aimed at informing you and inspiring you to get to know the God of the universe and to help your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we want you to participate. If you have a question about the end times or current events or both, please email them to Pastor Bill and he'll answer them each week on the program. The email address for your questions or comments is info at stayawakeradio.org. That's info at stayawakeradio.org. You can also write us if you'd like to ask your question that way. Our mailing address is Stay Awake Radio, Post Office Box 55, Battleground, Washington, 98604. And of course, we want to invite you to visit our website at any time at stayawakeradio.org. That's stayawakeradio.org. Have a blessed week in the Lord, and be sure to set aside this same time next week for another edition of Stay Awake Radio with Pastor Bill Henry. Bill Henry.